there's no pain if there's not love. So it's love. So even though it's tragic, it's love and love is the great healer. So yeah, I think pain has a lot of utility. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Kat, and it sure is a beautiful day. I am so excited for you to hear today's conversation. It is the exact reason why I love the podcast space. I have been an uber fan of Violet Gray for years. And if you've been living under a rock, (laughs) I don't know how you missed it because it is ultra, ultra, mega successful. It is the online destination for beauty, right? Violet Gray. It's been around for almost 10 years now. I subscribe to the newsletter. I spend way too much money on the website. But Violet Gray is known for being the authority on products and products that work. It has to be Violet Gray approved. Does it pass the Violet Code? Meaning, does it work and is it worth your money? So the genius brain behind this brand, Cassandra Gray, has become a name in and of her own right for Lots of various reasons. She didn't go to business school. She barely went to school. She was homeschooled growing up. Her story is fascinating. And Violet Gray became so very successful that it was recently acquired. So today I'm catching up with Cassandra Gray at a really interesting time where she's in transition and she's finding her new space and purpose and how her career will continue to evolve now that she's kind of letting go to a degree of her baby in many ways. But this conversation is so good, you guys, because it's just so in line with everything we do on the show. We go deep. We're talking about spirituality. We're talking about loss. We're talking about pain as a utility and how you can use it in your life. Cassandra is also sober. She talks about being a non-drinker, how that has served her, how she is living her days now, how she finds space to meditate. She's just like you or I. She says she wakes up literally with negative thoughts, and it's you know about combating those every day and really training her mind to have the best, most peaceful, most prosperous life. So I didn't expect this conversation to hone in so much on womanhood and even middle age, but I so appreciate her vulnerability. I thought, honestly, I thought we were going to talk about business. We were going to talk about how she built this mega company and branding and all these things. And while we do dip into that just a little bit, I just, God, navigating life, that's the universal thing that we can all connect to the universal thing we can all connect with. And so 
Let's just go under the covers because we catch up with Cassandra in New York in her apartment and she's literally in bed. And um, I so enjoy this relaxed, inspiring, meaningful conversation. I think you will too. Here she is, Cassandra Gray. I have heard your podcast. It's great. I'm so excited to be on it. And I know you, of course, and you have such a great reputation. You know that? Like people love you. No, I don't know that. Yeah. So that is so kind. What do you mean? You feel like people don't like you? I, I want to go to lunch with you, Cassandra. Okay. <laughs> no, it's funny you you say that because I was having one of those mornings, to be really honest and vulnerable, where it's like, okay, where's the confidence? Dig deep. Find the co- You know, do you ever have those moments where like there's just days where you're just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Am I any good at it? What's my purpose on the planet? You know? Yeah. And so to to receive a, a compliment like that, I'll take it. That's nice because you don't know what people are saying about you, I suppose, when you're not around. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, first of all, I have those days all the time. I think anyone doing anything in their arena is, mm-hmm. you know, trying something, putting yourself out there yeah. is vulnerable. I think everyone that does that has bouts of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I suppose that's it comes right. With, comes with the territory. Yeah. And then you forget. And then you're like, wait, I'm an icon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I do have a couple of days like that, but I wish I had more of them, to be honest. But you, that's such a great point because if you're, if you're not putting yourself out there and you're in your little bubble and you're in your little cocoon – well, that's so damn safe that you don't ever have to question yourself. So yeah, better to no. to be taking risks and going for it. Yeah. Well, welcome to It Sure is a Beautiful Day. I, I have adored you from afar, really, for a really long time. I am so amazed by what you have built. I don't know you personally, but it's a treat because now... We, my listeners and I get, you know, the next 45 minutes or so with you. And I always like to start out just asking people, how are you? Like, how are you really today in this moment? You are in, are you in bed or are you in front of your bed? I'm not under the covers, but I'm in <laughs> bed because <laughs> it's the, it's the quietest place in my apartment. How am I today? You know, I'm good today better than yesterday. I'm in a new chapter in life, which is really exciting, but also really scary. And mm-hmm. going through that inner monologue of, can I do what I want to do? Am I good enough? Am I qualified? Is it going to work out? Am I a loser? Am I an <laughs> icon? <laughs> So yeah, I mean, but today I've I've been I've had some really exciting strategy sessions with my team, and I'm feeling energized and inspired. You know, I built a company, Violet Gray, for the last ten, almost ten years. It'll be ten years in 2024, and we were acquired last year. And so this last year has been about integration and and getting to know our new family and me being a champion and helping to point everyone in the right direction and get organized, energized. And, and now I'm going into sort of the next phase of that relationship and career and that I can 
I, I think for really the first time in 10 years or maybe ever, I have the freedom to design the way that I work mm-hmm. and what I'm spending my time on. I mean, I am going to be nurturing and getting behind a portfolio of luxury brands that I believe you know, either are already iconic or have the potential to be. Mm-hmm. So that's, and just how I do that, incubating, investing, accelerating. That's what I'm designing right now. You're in, you're incredible. Like on to, to know a little bit about your story and coming up and, you know, moving around as a young girl and, you know, being homeschooled and, just, you know, you have very much in every way built your your life in Violet Gray, and now you're this household name. You had your real estate license at one point. I'm like learning all this about you. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what an interesting rise. But so, I mean, exciting as you're saying and energizing, I'm sure to like look forward. But when you reflect on the last almost 10 years, like how, how do you feel when you look back over you know, what you created and curated and and just how you've changed the industry in so many ways. I guess I don't feel successful. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've (laughs) built a lot of stuff and done a lot of stuff and maybe stuff I wasn't invited to build or, you know, I've broken through some boundaries or barriers, I guess. I think I'm a true entrepreneur in that I really love to build stuff brick by brick. Mm -hmm. And I've always had a lot of ideas and only, you know, put a few into execution. And yeah, I think building Violet Gray and eggs or selling Violet Gray looking back on it now, which, you know, frankly, during, during the process, I really didn't have a moment to look back. It was like Mm -hmm. constant Mm. survival mode. And, you know, there's an adrenaline to that and it's exciting and keeps you going because you're sort of like swimming to shore. And if you don't get to shore, you're dead. So there's not a lot, you can't like think about a lot of things. But now, as I'm in this more quiet moment, I think it's been you know a year and some months since we were acquired, and I finally feel like I have had the time to think about. Oh, I, I sort of approach everything, and I think I think everything should be really hard, otherwise it's not great. Mm-hmm. And things right now that I want to do that I'm thinking about, you know, or con- connecting dots feel easy. And so the way that I've been thinking about the last decade of my career is that, oh, right, I did all of that. I did, I worked so hard, pain, suffering, blood, sweat. And now what I want to do is easier because I did the hard work already. So yeah, that feels, I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Now I'm here. I did the work to get here. Right, right. (laughs) 
Hey, you guys, if you follow me on social, you've seen me raving about my brand new Bruvy Brewer. I have one in my kitchen. I have one now even right here in my studio to offer the most exceptional tasting coffee to my guests of It Sure Is A Beautiful Day. So I want you to forget everything you think you know about single-serve coffee because Bruvy is this exceptional coffee. It's quality, it's premium, and it's made so easy. The Bruvy Brewer makes seven different beverages. It offers this innovative, more responsible pod disposal option, all again with the convenience of single cup brewing from this beautifully designed brewer. Bruvy makes filter coffee. It makes true high pressure espresso, cold brew even, which is the very first from a single serve system. It makes tea and a whole lot more. All so you can declutter your kitchen countertop and display a single stylish brewer. Now, the Bruvy bundle, listen up because this is where I'm giving you your discount. The Bruvy bundle includes everything you need to make remarkably tastier coffee. So you've got your Bruvy brewer, you get a variety pack of 20 bee pods, you get a coconut carbon water filter kit, and this reusable Japanese-style knot bag, which is also so chic. One of the things I really love about my Bruvy is that it offers these guilt-free toss bee pods. So, you know, when you're trying to recycle those used pods, it's not always effective. The Bruvy bee pods, though, simply tossed in the trash after they're used because they uniquely break down more rapidly in a landfill without leaving all those microplastics behind. It's called the guilt-free toss. Kind of love that. I also love that I can personalize my coffee. There's so many options. It's super high-tech. You can choose your cup size. You can go hotter if you want to. I can go stronger, which I do most days. And even it offers low-acid brewing, which is really easier on your tummy. I do this from bed because there's also the Bruvy mobile app, so I can set my coffee up for the next morning literally from the night before, which I love. Rise and shine to my Bruvy. Okay, guys, take advantage of my code. Go to Bruvy.com to buy the Bruvy bundle. That's B-R-U-V-I.com. Enter my promo code CATLOVESBRUVY at checkout, and you're going to get $75 off. Again, that's CATLOVESBRUVY, $75 off the Bruvy bundle. Go to B-R-U-V-I.com. Enjoy. It's like what I'm hearing you say is like, it's okay to come up for air a little bit and just revel in, you know, five years ago, I'm imagining you probably weren't doing interviews from bed. That probably wasn't even an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I mean, I feel like, I, you know, I didn't go to, I didn't, I barely went to high school. I didn't go to college. So I feel like, you know, like the, if if I if I went to medical school, if I if I wanted to be a psychiatrist, which I that in a parallel life I would like to be, I think it it the the equivalent of that would be like, like finishing school. So mm-hmm. if school to if medical school or all school took seven years, you did all that work and now you're qualified to be a psychiatrist or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not a lot of. It's work, but it's it's putting your expertise into practice, and that's how I feel about my next career chapter. I feel yes. like building Violet Gray was an education, mm. and and I I've I'm taking all those residual learnings and applying it to building new brands, and it's just it's so refreshing for it to feel 
easy. Yes. You know, I hear that from a lot of women, especially this, I'm really like leaning into the exploration of quote unquote midlife in that, you know, we're many of us mothers and some of us are on this like new chapter with, you know, new partners even, you know, and new businesses, new ideas. It's like this, this entry into like a whole new season of life. And there's a lot of beauty in that, isn't there? I mean, there is a lot of shit with that too. And there's the the aging and the body changing and, and, and trepidation about how to feel good in your skin. I struggle with that sometimes, but but there's a lot of opportunity, right? Like to just go, oh, this is this is a cool point of life. And it sounds like for you in particular, because of the acquisition, like it's a whole rebirth almost. Yeah. I you know, I feel like I've had so many lives. But yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm so happy to be middle-aged. I'll be 46 on Sunday. Happy birthday. So yeah, I agree. Like I don't want, I don't really, you know, I definitely don't want to look 46 <laughs> or I'm going to like, figure out how 46 should, should look and take advantage of all of, of science that's available. <laughs> But the feeling of having done so much work in the first half of my life and so, gone through so many struggles to now be here and approach the next, hopefully, half of my life with mm -hmm. just tools to, to live. And I really, I think I'm learning every day, but I certainly have a much wiser perspective today than I have ever had. Mm -hmm. you know? I Similarly, you know, I was very much immersed in celebrity culture and entertainment. My whole career was, you know, on E! And now I'm in this other space where I'm really fired up about, you know, personal growth and wellness and meditation and spirituality. And I, I heard you say that too, that especially after the death of your husband, that you now are a more spiritual person through that process and how maybe you look at life through a different lens. Is, is that a, a big piece of it and how you approach your days? Yes, certainly. Yes, I think the threat of death or death, you know, I lost my brother also and my husband and it's pain and through pain is growth and there's no pain if there's not love. So it's love. So even though it's tragic, it's love and love is the great healer. So, yeah, I think pain has a lot of utility. And the last five, six years since Brad passed away, and maybe sort of like a year before that, I started a, you know, spiritual practice. And Brad meditated 45 minutes every day. And if he missed it, you could really tell, like it was very much a part of his mental strength strategy. And 
I think that, you know, having a conscious contact with, you know, something bigger than yourself, there's a freedom and relief in that, like no other that I've ever experienced. So mm-hmm. that like letting go, surrendering to faith or a belief that, you know, we're, we're part of some, something much bigger. And I don't know what that is. And I don't think that we are intelligent enough beings to know, but I know that it's something. So, <laughs> so, and yeah, and I know I, I could tell you with, a hundred percent certainty that we don't just die. I think it's infinite, our energy and spirit and subconscious, which that realization has made me feel much more relaxed in, you know, there's just a lot, it's just surrender. So I, I don't fear death. And, you know, the urgency that comes with this fear of death is debilitating and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to actually be present or enjoy life, mm-hmm. you know, breath, breathing without that knowing that we are infinite beings connected. Mm. It's so beautiful. It's so true. And, 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 you know, it's weird. First of all, pain is utility. I've never heard that. And I love that so much, but yes, like there's a, there's a safety oddly in, in, in not being afraid of death and not, and not regarding it as such. There's almost a security in that, that is comforting, right? Really comforting. And you know, just living in in wonder and acceptance and faith, which, you know, you caught me on a day that I'm feeling very, like, high on that idea. Mm-hmm. It's not how I wake up. Like, I wake up very worried about a bunch of stuff that <laughs> is completely out of my control that either, you know, already happened or is going to happen. And that's my that's my kind of resting state. And then I, I have learned that I have to kind of go through a routine spiritual practice to get back into the day and the present moment and be open to acceptance of energy and guidance and safety and freedom. And my experience with that state of mind is that if I am in that state, truly, like authentically not driving the car and allowing like the field of energy and I think a lot of angels and, and you know, power to guide me, it's just so much more miraculous. Yes. Yes. Are you ingesting this type of learning through books? Are you still meditating? What does your practice look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I 
I'm sober in recovery, which means I don't do take any mind-altering substances. <laughs> so I'm very clear. And so I start there. You know, I, I have to look at everything and feel everything, which is, you know, painful. But again, I feel growth and that I'm moving in a forward motion versus being distracted with something that distracts me from feeling mm-hmm. pain or, or, or struggle or whatever. So yeah, and I, I work at it. I work at it. So I, 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 do, I have a morning practice. You know, like I said, I wake up like pretty, I, I, you know, I have a lot of negative thinking. A shrink once told me to declare war on negative thinking. And I think because I'm so competitive and ambitious that that really worked for me. So then when I see it, it's like, okay, I'm going to win. So yeah, so I wake up with the negative thinking and then I, I go through a practice, which is meditation. I do some readings, different books I like to have around that the kind that you could just like pick up at any page. And I light a candle and I pray. I, and I just, it's like the same thing every day. I just say something like, you know, show me the way. Can you guys believe it's spring, almost summer? Everybody's thinking about going out, warmer temps. Maybe it's spring break for you. I'm in Mexico as you listen to this. And you know what I packed? I packed my Plum Screen SPF 31. So chances are you've heard about beauty brand Le Prunier. I mean, it's everywhere these days. Their first product, the Plum Beauty Oil, is so ultra-popular. Everybody's raving about it. Plums. I mean, who knew? So Le Prunier is spearheaded by the Taylor sisters. There are three of them. They use upcycled plums from their organic family farm to create these luxurious, effective, clean products. This newest release, the Plums Green SPF 31, is my new morning go-to. I put it on even before I put on my makeup. It layers great with makeup, by the way. It's got this award-winning formulation featuring Le Prunier's patented leading ingredient, the antioxidant-rich plum superfruit complex, which shelters the skin and protects it. Clinical studies have shown that plum screen improves the appearance of skin texture. It reduces hyperpigmentation. I have absolutely loved the look and feel of my skin. It's honestly never looked better. You guys got to use my discount. Go to lepreniere.com. Use code CAT15 for 15% off. Get your plum screen SPF 31. Protect yourself with a sunscreen that gives you this dewy and radiant finish. All your friends are going to be asking you for it. You've got the discount. Again, it's L-E-P-R-U-N-I-E-R.com for Plum Screen SPF 31. I don't know how long you have been sober, but I feel like so many people today are taking inventory of their alcohol intake in particular. And there's this whole kind of thing happening where, you know, what once for the masses was 
considered celebratory and a reward and people drink, you know, because we deserve it. And, you know, it's, 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 you pop champagne because, you know, something amazing happened. Yeah. You know, you drink when something bad happens and you drink when something great happens. Right. It's, it's always there and it's a part in, in, uh, of many people's lives. How, how, how has becoming a non-drinker changed for you or what is it? How does it serve you now with your clarity that you speak of? I think as I am learning about who I am and getting more comfortable in my skin and moving through life in a more graceful way, I don't think I could do that if I wasn't sober. So it's, it's, it's really about, you know, an emotional sobriety, ultimately, of, of being able to be present for what's happening around you. And yeah, I think I've, I knew this, but I've really learned that I am a pretty major introvert. Like, you know, it's on a spectrum, but I am like all the way over here on spectrum of introversion and alcohol and drugs for me, really, I am not an introvert when I drink alcohol. Like I think a lot of introverts and why we often are reaching for, you know, they call it like social lubricant or whatever. And yeah, so I found that as I started to understand that I didn't want to drink anymore and that I felt like I am an alcoholic or an addict, it took me a really long time because I was, you know, I was like fun- functioning. It didn't, what, there was nobody like saying, you have a problem. I wasn't, and didn't, I didn't put myself in unsafe situations or other people. But what it was is I, I started to feel, and it, and it's progressive. Like it wasn't always that way, but at a certain point I was drinking to, as, as medication to sort of survive a, a day or the amount of panic and urgency and stress that I felt. And I felt very entitled to it because, you know, it's like my husband had cancer. I was building a startup. I was building a house. I was, you know, having a baby. Like these are all things that are really seem like you need something to take the edge off, but it would just be a depressant for me. And then I wake up in the morning and feel a lot of anxiety about just, just feeling anxiety. And then I would say, I'm not going to drink again. And then I would drink again. Mm-hmm. So it's like a cycle. So, so that's why, that's how I characterize alcoholism or addiction period. Cause I don't think it's, you know, it's just like anything that you are doing to escape, to escape, feeling, you know, to escape discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's fun too, right? I mean, like when I was in my 20s, I had so much fun. I'm so happy that I had fun like that (laughs) and experienced that. And like, you know, I think all the things that you think you could never do sober, you can do and it's better, but it, it takes a while. Like, you know, dancing or sex or talking to someone at a cocktail party. (laughs) Like these things I didn't feel like I could do if I wasn't drinking or anything. Like basically I didn't think I could do anything with with other people, like any social situation without alcohol. Mm. Um, 
but it's not true, obviously. And oh, now I just, I know that I get to be present in every moment of my life, mm. which, and I'm so vain that vanity alone, like the alcohol has, alcohol sales have gone down for the first time in history of alcohol sales because young people are so, um, my theory, I mean, young people are all on TV, like they all are on some version of TV and <laughs> showing their face and they do not want to look fucked up. Yeah. They don't want to be out of control and they mm-hmm. don't want like a wrinkle or a bloodshot eye. Yeah. So this is it's like they're so so much more concerned with how they look than any generation before because we're all on camera. Yeah. As a part of your beauty routine, like giving up Whew. any of these substances Ooh. like alcohol sugar is a terrible one you know it's like and i think like if if you're not an alcoholic like moderation is great it's fun you know it's like and people love wine or tequila or so for for joy or pleasure i mean that is also really good for your life but if 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 you feel like you're not doing it for that reason and you're doing it when you don't want to do it then yeah i think it's like hugely beneficial to stop for me it's like a whole different life you're a whole different person I I, you know it's interesting I I have consumed alcohol alcohol for me the biggie but alcohol grew up in it family you know small town everybody drinking it's what you did it was the entertainment and then you know, it's funny to hear you say you're an introvert because I think a lot of people would be surprised by that who don't know you or don't work with you and to see what you've accomplished. And, you know, I was on TV every day for so many years and, you know, that that actually felt safe to me. The little camera, the one-on-one, I could do all day long, you know, every day. But but like you were saying, socializing and going out, people are so surprised to hear me say, I'm like, I'm just now coming to the realization. I think I too am an introvert and I might have a big personality or I might, you know, hell, I was in some pageants when I was young, like, <laughs> oh my God. But I do think I I numbed that, but I don't know if it was lack of self-confidence or what it was, but I was always kind of drinking. I was always drinking to pull off all those situations. And so just in the last year or so, I've really taken inventory of my consumption and I've been trying to be far more intentional when I do drink. And I've just realized so many patterns about myself. And now that I go easily 20, 30 days without a drink, you know, it's like what you said, I, I, everything is coming into focus for me. It's so beautiful. Like there's a clarity, even like when I step outside my house, I see things I never saw before. I was in this kind of constant state of just this lingering numbness. And it's, it's really, it's, I wish I, you know, wish I could have, should have, but like, had I lived the last 20 years with this knowing and this new lens, I, who knows what I would have been capable of, you know? So now I'm just kind of doing it for the sake of one I wonder what is possible if I eliminate that from my life, first of all. And secondly, you're right about the vanity because I didn't even think about that piece, but I'm like, damn, my skin is looking good. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, alcohol is so bad for your skin. 
and cigarettes or, you know, whatever substances are just terrible for your skin. Yeah. And sleep. I mean, they, they interrupt sleep and sleep is key to looking great. But yeah, I knew that I was an introvert since I was a kid, but I didn't understand that there was like tools that I, that understanding more about what that is in terms of personality trait, Uh that it doesn't mean that you don't like people or that you don't want to be around people. It, it means that you need time to Mm -hmm. recharge Mm-hmm. to be by yourself, to prepare your nervous system for being around other people. It, and we live in a society that celebrates extroversion, and it's very much a part of our culture. And so we are meant to be, you know, happy and confident and expressing ourselves and comfortable in environments where we're doing that. But we're not. I mean, introverts are just not. One thing is like, we just can't engage in small talk, like meaningless conversation. You took the words right out it. of my mouth. I was just going to say, like, nothing is harder for me than that. And it's really hard. I mean, I'm so curious to hear from you because, you know, I, this is all blowing my mind. This is why I love podcasts, because you're telling me all the things I didn't expect to hear you say about being an introvert and this kind of thing, because so much of what you have built has been accomplished through relationships and through connections and through networking and through curating groups of people and finding these artists and finding these, you know, and and making, you know, partnerships work to accomplish your business goal. So I was literally thinking, oh man, Cassandra Gray, you should be given master classes on networking. And like, yeah. you know, seriously, like that was yeah. one of my questions for well, you today. I mean, I think that, yeah, I think like at my core, I am able to identify talent and quality work, whether it's product or, you know, whatever anyone's doing. Mm -hmm. And I've studied that my whole life and I'm like obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with behavior, human Mm -hmm. behavior. Like what do, how do, what do people care about? How do they spend their time? How do they engage? What makes them spend money? Like what, all of that. So I think I've figured out lots of strategies to identify those people and communities of people and figure out how to engage them in a brand world or emotional connectivity. And I love that. So it's doing that like in real life, like doing a, like I've hosted many events. This is miserable for me like I <laughs> I mean now like I I I now sort of know how to do it in a way that I'm prepared to do it and you know going to events is the same but that's why that's why I, I love social media and I love communicating through content through work like yeah, developing relationships through emotional connectivity and storytelling and you know, creating community in that way is is so much easier for me than to like actually like network. So I think, you know, when building brands, I always think and when, you know, when I consult or I'm part of building a brand, I always think about how do we 
garner the trust, affection, and advocacy of the most discerning customer and collaborator. And I think that's like the key to building brands. And it's simple. It's it's not easy because to garner the trust, affection, and advocacy of the most discerning people, you have to do something pretty great that adds value to their lives Mm. and brings joy or sex appeal or humor Mm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. history, Mm -hmm. art, education, Mm -hmm. brings that to their lives and super engaging. Mm -hmm. But that's all super meaningful. That's not, it's not small talk. It's like actually delivering on authenticity, which is, is much easier for an introvert than an extrovert. Right, right. Because we have to do that. Like we're always looking for the meaning in the language and the interaction. And if there's no meaning, we just get into a spiral of like, what is she saying? What am I saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? You know, like, please don't talk about the weather. Yes. It's not a real, it's like, and and then you get this, I I just feel it's, it's an attack on our nervous systems. And I, I, you know, I think people are talking about it more, but I feel like it's, and I feel like that's all the, when people abuse alcohol, I think it's it's a lot of introverts like trying to figure out how to talk to people. Yes, I think like, you're so right to just feel comfortable because then your nervous system does the whole fight or flight thing, and then you know it resorts back to however we got there in the first place. Either we were born like that, or you know our upbringing and our trauma and all the things it it can so easily feel familiar and then we don't want to go there so let's just have another drink it's so easy to do yeah and i think i mean i think that of us human beings are 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 searching for connection that feels real like that feels meaningful and real and you know so i think like now if i'm going to a party or meeting someone new or like to like talking to you, you know, you just talk about it. Like I'm an introvert. I don't know how to talk about nothing. Like I need to talk, I need to talk about what, you know, what you're feeling right now. And I need to get really deep. And, and, and when you do that, it's like extroverts that are, they, they totally get that. Introverts are like, my people, I've, thank God I found you. And it's just so much easier. It's just like being able to navigate what, is going to attack my nervous system and how do I combat that? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this then, because as it pertains to business and culture and life, and even you personally, as you're just touching on social media today, I'm so curious your thoughts, because in so many ways, the, the art piece is there, the curation is there, this agency each person can have within their own little square box to put into the world they what what they want to. I mean, it's beautiful in so many ways. But you talk about connection and then there's this other, you know, argument that we've never been more disconnected because of the scrolling and the screens and what's nothing seems to be real on the other hand. So where do you live in that world and what is your feeling? Like when you pick up the phone and start scrolling, does that feel good on your nervous system? How do you make peace with all of this? Yeah, I think it's such a good question. And most of us are spending a lot of time on social media. And I would argue that more time is is unhealthy than healthy. But I think it's like, 
anything else. It's like how, how you're using something and, and understanding how it's making you feel and why you're doing it and creating boundaries. And it's a, it's certainly a, a way to have real connection if you're, if you're real, you know? So I think it's like being, it just goes back to being authentic and, as an introvert, I really like it because I can have a lot of relationships with a lot of people without having to schedule <laughs> the time, you know, the time and being prepared to do it. Mm-hmm. And I get obsessed with things and I like to learn about things. And I feel like TikTok and Instagram, like I can learn about so many things. So, you know, like for the last couple of years, I've been pretty obsessed with chairs like interior design and furniture and and I found that if you follow the hashtag like hashtags of designers you like or artists that you like then you just get this incredible feed of images that you I've never seen before because it's like small little accounts that are just doing a hashtag of showing their living room or their wall or whatever and that's a way for me to consume a lot of art that can help shape something. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think it could be very dangerous. And I think that whole like compare and despair and what is real and what is not real. And it's just negative energy. Like if you're, if you're feeling negative about someone or you're judging someone and it's coming from a negative place it's that's not healthy either either way it's not healthy to think that person has something I want or you know something I can't have I don't know or Mm -hmm. or I want to talk shit about how that person is posting thirsty selfies or something and and I was like you don't know people's lives like let people express themselves and engage or don't engage. Right. But I think once you start judging and being negative about it, it it's just not. And it's human nature to feel jealous or to feel judgment. And even I feel those things all the time, like everyone else. But mm-hmm. at least I could sort of recognize when I'm feeling those things. And I don't like feeling that way. So get out of that. Yes. Yes. Just be cool. Like be your nice. shirt. What's your shirt yeah. say? I noticed your shirt already. Be nice. Get lots of sleep. Drink plenty of water. I mean, that that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the <laughs> brand Sporty and Rich. She's yes. So, I love her. She's a, another female entrepreneur and she's built this whole brand. And speaking of social media, I think she really built it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So cute. Well, because we haven't talked a lot or at all really about beauty and beauty products, I mean, I think of you and I think people think of you as the go-to, first of all, impeccable taste and cool girl and like everything you do is just like people want to emulate and your taste is just obviously you are the authority and build a whole business around that. So how about just a couple quickie questions? It's not really rapid fire, but it'll be a little, a little beauty based. Okay. Beauty and just, and just the taste in general, because again, we think you've, you've got it. What's the absolute hands down best sunscreen on the market? Do you think? I am actually 
uh, mentoring a brand that this is the sunscreen that I've been using and it's not yet available, but it's coming soon, but it's developed (laughs) by a surfer and it's a mineral based sun. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of toxic sunscreen out there and there's, it's hard to make a sunscreen that works that isn't toxic. So I'd say the best one that you could buy right now that I really like is by Salt and Stone. Mm-hmm. I have their hand soap. So it's a good sunscreen, huh? Okay. It's a really good sunscreen. You know, that reminds me, like, do you still get as excited about beauty products as you once did? Like, do you still kind of get off on that? Is that still like... I do. I'm obsessed. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with beauty products and tr- treatments and plastic surgery and like everything that is available to help us look better, feel better in our skin. Mm. And I think we, t- we talked a lot about, I think that the newest skincare product or regimen is very much about spiritual, mental wellness, because it really does change your face. Like you start to clean out that stuff, you get more comfortable because like real sex appeal, which I think we all are trying to achieve in some way or fashion, comes from real confidence and real confidence comes from, you know, the way you feel about yourself. And if you're carrying around a bunch of dirt, you got to clean that up. Yes. I always say you can do all the Botox in the world, but if you're not going in, like there has to be the that balance. It ain't going to work otherwise. You get the face you deserve. Like, so if you're like stressed all the time or aggro or, you know, jealous or feeling all those feelings that we don't like, greedy or gluttonous or whatever, it shows up on your face. Yes. Yes. But yes, I still get very excited about products. And, you know, Violet Gray was created to enable customers to feel more confident in their purchase decisions. And it was like about discerning the, you know, the good stuff from the crap. And there is so much crap. And I think that there is a little bit less crap lately, largely because of social media and, you know, TikTok and just like, breaking through, like we now have a direct relationship with the consumer. Consumers are super educated, super discerning, like they're investigative mm-hmm. reporters. Like you're not going to get away with packaging up crap anymore. I don't uh-uh. think. Uh-uh. And so it's like, that's what I get really excited about. I get excited about founders that are just obsessed with making the best formulation for whatever they're trying to ch- achieve. So I love founders, which are large and beauty are largely like doctors and artists now. So a lot of the people that we've curated with over the years and, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, I love when products are, they make you feel better, you know, or the theater of like changing your look. It's like so fun. I know you're making me want to chop my hair. I'm going to chop my hair. I have the thinnest hair. Now I'm looking at your hair. I'm like, oh my God, why did you call that the teenage something or the other on your Instagram? I, I I don't know. I just I, I that's what I asked him for. It's like a a way of coloring that looks uh, like, ba- you know, kid like, hair. Like when know? you were, yeah, like young, perfectly colored hair without going to the salon. Yeah. Oh my god, I love yeah. it. It's so good. But like it's I'm so just like in this I'm teenager 
energy mode. Oh, I love that. That's good. Yeah. Mindset. Mindset. What is the one beauty item that you would take with you to a desert island? I mean, I guess if we're being responsible, sunscreen, but for pleasure, fragrance, like a a perfume. Mm. Do you have a favorite perfume? Yeah, I wear cologne, actually, that Brad, my late husband, used to wear. And it's, oh, um, my gosh. Because I could feel like he, he's with me. And, oh. he, and he's like, yeah, he was super, like, powerful, and, yeah. you know, quiet kind of thought. He, like, he never said anything unless it needed to be said kind of thing. Mm. So I also feel like it makes me mm. channel that kind of energy. What home designer in the game – do you look for for the most inspiration, aka stalk their Instagram? I guess Jacques Grange. Mm, okay, you're so cool. I don't even know who he is, but now I'm gonna look it up. You'll know when you see it. Okay, I, I'm I like well. him and then Axel Var Varvoot. Okay. Okay, I'm going to keep dreaming and keep working on my bank account so that I can afford whatever the hell it is you're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also just an aesthetic that you could adopt, right. you know? This yeah. is true. This is true. Do you have a drugstore beauty buy go-to and what is it? There's like French pharmacy products, but I but I do buy Mustella, which is like for, for kids. Mm-hmm. I buy that at the drugstore. Mm-hmm. And I use it. For me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mustello line, you know that? Line? Yep, I do. I do. Yeah. I do actually know that one. Yes. And then just lastly, you know, beauty. We didn't get a lot into the the business of beauty, but when do you feel your most beautiful? Yeah, I guess when I feel well rested and present. But I think I, I guess that's not true. Like I feel my most attractive when I've you know, had my makeup done with a real artist or, you know, a great red carpet makeup artist, had have, had my hair done or it feels like fresh or modern, like when everything's done. I like that. There's times where, you know, like you're fresh out of the shower and your skin has like some self tanner on it and your eyebrows were just done that I look, that I feel like I look fresh and pretty and young. Yeah. But it's it's usually after I've done a bunch of stuff. I'm into doing stuff. Well, obviously. I mean, come on. That uh, you know, you got to be stuff and things and it's and it's I I love to approach all my products and it's like a ritualistic kind of endeavor that like I it's almost like you're a queen and you're anointing yourself with this stuff, right? Like there is yeah. there is a energy about it that's beyond just being super veined, I think, right? It's it's acts of love to ourselves. Yeah. And it's I think vein is like a kind of negative connotation. Yeah. But it's just like it's just like taking advantage of all these things that help us to feel yeah. you know fit, like healthy, like glowy, like, you know, take advantage yeah. of all that stuff. Okay, last question. Who makes your glasses? They're so also cute. Like Celine. you talk about your shirt. Oh, they're so good. I need those too. I'm they're good. Like, I mean, I'm told I you. once I turned 40, I became so blind and it's progressive. <laughs> like each year I have to go and get new. <gasps> oh. Oh. It's I mean, I know this happens to young people too, but that that's probably the biggest thing that I've had to adapt to is 
as an aging person. Vision. Mm. Vision. That's like feeling blind. Yeah. Well, your energy, I don't know what all the things you're doing, the practices, the water, the products, the whatever, this teenager energy you're giving me, you're giving yeah. everyone who is listening today, your vulnerability, just I, 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 I thank you wholeheartedly because it, I, I do a lot of interviews and, and I just love that you come as you are and it's very appreciated. So thanks for going deep with me too, because not everybody loves to do that. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you for getting out there and doing this every day because it's really, I think it's really important to express yourself and to learn and to educate and to inspire people. And that's what you're doing. So I'm so happy to be Mm. included in your circle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.